0: He said if your name is Nicole and you're from Holland and you think Nietzsche is depressing. I do I that correctly I'm not sure. But if you think Nietzsche is depressing, then call me. Here's my number. Is this, uh, the, I mean, is this the kind of small talk
1: people get up to these well, days? You know, if you've gone what? to university Graham like some of us have, you'd of course know that this is what we talk about all the time in the cafes.
2: Smashing Security, episode 105, Facebook, Nietzsche, Tesla, and Nicole, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, episode 105. My name is Graham Cluley. I'm Carol Terrio. Hello, Carol. Hello. And we've got a special guest with us, haven't we? Somebody a hasn't very been on the show special before. guest. Drumroll, please. We are joined by... Madame Jessica Barker.
0: Hello. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: I'm not sure she's a madame. uh, Not a madame. Oh, I see. Right, (laughs) Big difference. Very big difference. He's not very worldly, Jessica. (laughs) I don't want to be that worldly. Uh, Jessica, for for those people who don't know you, uh, describe yourself and what you do.
0: Sure. So I uh, work in cybersecurity on the human side of cybersecurity. So my interests are around awareness, behavior, culture, and I am one of the co-founders and co-CEOs of Sygenta.
2: And we had the pleasure of uh, hanging out with you a bit because we were all on the uh, secure tour earlier this year, weren't we? With the guys from Chess Cybersecurity.
0: That was so much fun.
2: It was great fun.
0: You all had to hear my jokes repeatedly again and again. (laughs) Now, we have an exciting show this
1: week. We're talking about Tesla. We're talking about University of Calgary and people named Nicole. And we're Mm. talking about Facebook and whether they deserve the kick in the shins. Yes, they do. All this coming up. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. Um, Graham, I've brought you here because I think you have something to explain to all our thousands and thousands and (sighs) thousands
2: of listeners. It's not that bad. Do I really have to? Yep. Okay. Well, I made a small, a a little. Don't downplay it. I I (laughs) I made a mistake while we did the recording of this week's show, and it means that our audio is suboptimal.
1: Exactly. Now it's not bad. It's definitely worth listening to. Definitely. You will. Those of you that are very keen will hear a few little scritches and scratches in um, some weird places. It's so you all can my listen out for those. It's so all it's all, all fault. Graham's fault, and it's okay. Yeah. He's learned from his mistake. Um, but as punishment, we are not going to have a
2: sponsor this week because we're, we're self-flagellating, aren't we? So we
1: No, we've we're self-regulating. <laughs> we're self-regulating, and we like to put out quality. And you know, it's Thanksgiving, isn't it, Graham? It is Thanksgiving. So, thank you to all our sponsors who supported us thus far.
2: And our American listeners.
1: And, listeners, as a gift for you, you get to Zoom
2: through this episode without any interruption. You're welcome. <laughs> but, if anyone does want to sponsor us in future, I heard we've got a few gaps in the schedule available for 2019, so they should get in touch. How about we word it a different way? How about okay. we say
1: something like, um, we are now taking sponsorship, however, for 2019 shows, so if you... Or your company are interested in partnering with us, get in touch via studio at SmashingSecurity.com. Cool. On with the show.
2: And welcome back and welcome to the future. Imagine a future where we're all being transported in driverless cars, where colonies have been set up on the planet Mars, where we can jump on high-speed transportation systems like Hyperloop. And go from San Francisco to Los Angeles at eight hundred miles per hour. Wow, Graham, have you been reading sci-fi again? This isn't <laughs> sci-fi. This is inside the brain of our beloved leader, the technology whiz kid known as Elon Musk. Um, excuse me, he is not my leader. Please, he's not your particular guiding sun ray, rolling into no, the future. Definitely not. <laughs> well, some people really love to defend Tesla, and they love to defend. Elon Musk, as well. They get really, really zealot like, don't they? I don't. Have you ever been in a Tesla car, either of you? No.
0: No, I never have.
2: I haven't, either, but I've I've peered in through the window and Mm. it's it's like a glimpse into the future with their great big iPad like screen. And people who have them are very, very, they love to talk about them, don't they? My husband's been in one. Has he?
1: Yeah, he's been in one and he said he was very scared for his life because they drove very fast down windy (laughs) roads. Out on the West
0: Coast. But yeah, he'd had time of his life. Is this the future? Just more terror?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one person who suddenly is looking forward to Teslas is a guy called Dan. He doesn't appear to have a surname. Uh, Dan lives in Cleveland with his wife Mimi and the three kids. And he runs a website called DansDeals.com, which links to online deals for anything and everything. Offers advice on anything to do with points and air miles and travel and things like that. And he decided it was time to upgrade his car and get a Tesla. Model Three. Oh, business is going well, isn't it, Dan? Clearly, it is. Affiliate marketing works well, mm. so you'd expect it to be pretty easy to get your hands on a Tesla, wouldn't you? Once once they've actually manufactured them, turns out it's a bit of a nightmare.
1: Don't we know that there have been problems from our um sometimes guest Scott Helm?
2: Oh yes, because he's after a Tesla, isn't he? Right? Well, yeah, yeah. He's waiting been waiting for a long old time. yep. Yeah. A- a great car head, isn't it? What do they call? Them?
1: Yeah, car head. Called? That's right. That's car
2: right. head. <laughs> Piston head. Something like that. Anyway, petrol head. Petrol. petrol head? Thank you. Well, not petrol I head. They're electric. Not. You
1: shouldn't have told him.
2: <laughs> anyway, Dan had all kinds of full starts trying to get his Tesla screw ups problems before he'd even had the keys handed over to them, and he's detailed all this in a long blog post. But he shrugged them off because he thought, well, it will all be worth it when I finally get my paws. On this car of the future and eventually that's what the, scott helm says too <laughs> eventually the glorious day came and ah. he went to pick up the car but there were problems and the car needed to get some part of the windscreen fixed and the garage caused even more damage while it was fixing the windscreen basically he didn't have a great service experience okay and tesla wasn't keeping its promises and it's at this point that dan went onto tesla's online customer forum and he posted at length about his negative experience. Oh. And a thread began to appear. And he thought, oh, I need to clarify something in my initial post. So he went to edit his post. And when he did that, the thread completely disappeared. Okay, It was like Pravda-like instruction from on high that the negative message had to be zapped. And it turned out that he was limited to only making one post a day as he didn't have what was called an owner's account because obviously they hadn't determined that he was a Tesla Oh, because owner. he didn't
1: own a Tesla yet. Got well, you. he did.
2: No, he did. But they hadn't updated their database or something oh, yeah. Something crazy had gone wrong. So he rings up Tesla customer service. Bring, and bring, says, Look, bring, <laughs> bring. Yeah. You need to get my online account sorted out. And they say, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, we understand the problem.
1: Well, pa- sorry,
2: monsieur. Yeah. I don't know that they're French. Anyway, <laughs> but the original Tesla was a Croat, wasn't yes, he? Yes,
1: that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: And they nicked his name. I don't know if this estate gets any money from Elon Musk. But anyway, they say they're going to work it out. They say, well, we'll pass on your message to the IT department. OK, one hour passes, tick, tick, tick. And Dan checks back on the forum and something has changed. Suddenly, he has the ability to edit and delete everybody's posts. He found he could access special hidden forums. But more than that, he could also access the contact information of, um, oh, million account holders. That's exactly what you want to give a customer who is disgruntled, right? Exactly. The ultimate power.
1: Christmas has arrived.
2: (laughs) So, did he go crazy? Did he, uh, what did he do? He found that he had basically been given admin rights by Tesla customer Uh, service just by ringing him up. And he could now not only view all of these users, but even employee profiles. He even found the real Elon Musk. Turns out he hadn't logged in for three and a half years, which might explain why why the forum was so badly organised and no one was answering questions. Awkward. He could even create new car reservations or request a supercharger to be built in a particular street you know so if he wanted a supercharger in his street
1: he must have have been at the crossroads right when he discovered what power he had he must have sat there and said do i change this to basically send over something to me and use this for my benefit and be a bit naughty or do i tell the world
0: it's like a test of ethics which way is is he gonna take exactly
2: I'm fascinated yeah. that you come up with that particular moral dilemma, actually, Carol, because I, I would have thought you'd just be a decent human being. But the fact that you're pondering this... Well, I don't know if Dan's a decent human being Well, like me. you are projecting <laughs> and assuming he might be a bad guy, which I think might say more about you than lovely Dan from dansteels.com. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, you've only known me 20 years. Yeah, but <laughs> right, but exactly, Dan... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he found that he has all this access, and he had a little bit more poking around. Mm. And what he found was that he wasn't the only administrator who didn't have a Tesla email account associated. There were other administrators with Gmail and Yahoo accounts. And he began to wonder, is Tesla tech support screwed up like this in the past? Right. Made other people admins. Yeah. And he found that others who continued to have access were former employees of Tesla.
1: Oh, who still had access. The can of worms just gets bigger and bigger.
2: <laughs> Why hadn't their rights been revoked? Anyway, so what did he do with all this power? Well, what he did was he undeleted his message thread, the one which he originally posted.
0: <laughs> of course he did. Okay. Oh, I just want to be here. Because that's yeah? all
2: he'd really wanted.
1: Right. that's and, what everyone wants. That's what every Graham wants that most of all. Hence, <laughs> hence agreeing to come on the podcast.
2: <laughs> so that worked. And he got his message back. But it triggered an interesting response because now people got suspicious that someone who now had an official Tesla logo next to his username right. was slagging off Tesla and they asked him well how did you get how did you get that little red uh, steering, that little logo there next to your name and are you deliberately sabotaging the forum and all these new threads started springing up saying who is dan and conspiracy uh, theories elon
0: musk lovers <laughs> went nuts they and came to the fight and there are a lot of them who yes lot of them? Oh, dear. You don't want to alienate the (laughs) Elon Musk fans. This is definitely a get the popcorn moment, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Dan, however, fortunately was a good guy. And he was just trying to get Tesla to listen to him about the security issue. Finally, eventually, they responded and they issued a statement saying, we inadvertently granted a higher level of permission to someone who shouldn't have had it. And we've audited the accounts and we've had to make adjustments. To some of the privileges that some of the account holders had, but we've got no reason to believe that any of this has been abused. I'm looking for the word "sorry" somewhere. Um, It's not really in the vocabulary of Elon Musk, I think, (laughs) and his company to (laughs) apologise.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's quite a lot of precedent for that, isn't there?
2: (laughs) But they have said, you know, if anyone finds a potential security vulnerability in future, to address it to their bug bounty program. But. I just found it amazing that there are so many hackers trying to break into message boards and steal information. Sometimes what you've got to do is ring up customer service and say, you know, I'm having a problem with my account on your forum. And they say, here's the admin rights. Go and sort it out for yourself.
0: So does this count as a, a bug for a bug bounty that they accidentally made him an owner of the forum rather than an owner that could contribute to the forum? Is that a bug? Yeah, they'd probably say, unfortunately, what you found <laughs> is not exactly a
1: bug. And whilst we love to play a bounty, we are under no obligation yeah. to do so. Thanks so much.
2: Well, they haven't yet said that, although they've pointed this user to and towards the bug bounty program, they haven't yet said whether he's going to actually make any cash out of this or not. So that remains to be seen. But I feel like he's done everyone a service here and if it actually gets more tesla employees properly engaged on the forum answering people's questions and providing a high level service then that's a win for all of us
0: yeah it sounds True. like a yay dan moment doesn't it i feel like dan's deals is only going to go from strength to strength yeah. as well it's
1: great publicity there's a, yeah for there's some free advertising for you dan <laughs> high five <laughs>
0: sponsor next time
2: <laughs> should we ask him if he's interested <laughs> Jessica, what's your story for us this week?
0: So this is the story of 246 Nicoles, Ooh. or rather 247 Nicoles. Okay now for this tale we are visiting calgary and actually there is a theme of holland returning i know you were talking about holland last week and we're touching on holland again big fans
2: of the dutch on this show yes
0: so for this tale we're in calgary we are on a night out near the university of calgary where a man named carlos met a woman named nicole and by carlos's account at least they seem to hit it off Ooh la la. carlos yeah there seemed to be some Love or friendship in the air. Carlos gave Nicole and her friend a lift home, and Nicole well. gave Carlos her number.
2: So all seems to be going well. Is that what youngsters do these days? Yeah, they give each other That's what numbers. I did.
0: That's what we it did. It seems we yeah.
2: so blatant, isn't it? So brazen. What? Here is my phone number. Do people really do that? I thought they only did that in the movies. Well, what else? Find me on Facebook. Did find you me date, on Twitter, Did you I don't date
0: ever, Graham.
2: <laughs> Not, not, by, not by giving anyone my telephone number. No. Oh. How? Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're. We're the weird ones. We're the weird ones. You're right. We're right. Totally. <laughs> I once got into a relationship by a woman pouring a, a jug of orange juice over my head. That was. Oh, that was what a
0: classic. That was. A, you don't need a sort of therapy of or anything. Don't worry about that. <laughs> So, lesson to any potential dates out there. No, don't exchange phone numbers, exchange orange juice over the head. That's the way. <laughs> well, it's not how it started with Carlos and Nicole. Nicole gave Carlos her number, but Carlos went to call Nicole the next day and uh. discovered the number was incorrect. I have oh, that now too. that I've done that, that too. I
2: can, uh. ab- I can believe. That I can, <laughs> Classic. That, that would, I mean, if I was in a position to ever give anyone my number, if anyone was interested in me... <laughs> And I thought, no, no, no. Just ask me, guys, I've got it. I would just give them a random number. (laughs) You you would do that. So I imagine a lot of women may find themselves in the situation to think it's it's easier to give him the wrong number and I'll never see him again. Yeah, the wrong
0: number. He'll never, yeah, I'll never be confronted. I won't have to tell him I don't like him. And you'd have thought that Carlos would have realised this and thought, okay, she's giving me the brush off, move on. But no. Carlos, it seems, is a persistent chap. He was undeterred. And so he used some information he had. Nicole had told him that she was studying at the University of Calgary. Oh, dear. And so Carlos <laughs> sent an email to all 246 Nicole's, oh. Nicolette's, Nicky's, oh, any combination what of. What a nightmare. Okay. And what did he write? My head's in my hands. My head's in my hands. I,
1: I have that David Brent The Office moment. What kind of freak oh. is this? Hey, hey like, so, Hold on. We don't know if
2: he's a freak yet. <laughs> yeah, no, we do.
1: Carol. We no. know
2: he's a freak. What, if she, given left, the
1: r- what if she left her <laughs> medical alert bracelet behind and he was trying to find her so he could return it? You don't
0: even know what, she, what he said yet in the email. That's, Let's that's, just see. Uh, it's, it's he didn't crazy. say that. Okay. <laughs> 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 you're an optimistic sort, though, and I like that. But he, he said, if your name is Nicole and you're from Holland and you think Nietzsche is depressing. <laughs> if I pronounced pronounce that correctly, I'm not sure. But he, I think Nietzsche is depressing. <laughs> then call me. Here's my number. Is this, the, uh, I
1: mean, <laughs> is this the kind of small talk people get up to these well, days? Well, you know, if you've gone what? to university, Graham, like some of us have, you'd of course know that this is what we talk about all the time in the cafes.
0: Okay, So clearly they had a deep philosophical conversation and Carlos wanted to continue this. Uh, oh. But he then, to be fair, he went on to say, if you don't fit this description, then ignore me. And if you are the Nicole and you just don't want to talk to me, well, that's okay see, as well. I love Canadians. Well, I am so, so see,
2: that's if, if he's stocky at this stage, he's doing it in a kind of nice way.
0: Right? <laughs> he's has, being polite. Polite, has polite. Has he really him?
2: narrowed it down from 246 Nicoles, though? Hey, you sneakers. know what? <laughs> I don't know. we to think. Oh, it could be me. You know.
1: Actually, I don't think this is stalking at all at this stage. Actually, I think what? it's a bit. Yeah. No, no, I really well. don't. I think he did a bit of a weird thing. That was a weird thing to do. <laughs> but hey, if I were the Nicole, I might go. Oh my god, freak! But then I read the message and I just wouldn't answer and I wouldn't feel oh. worried. And if I was another Nicole, I would just delete it, right? So on- okay, at this stage, I'm just saying. That's where I'm standing. I'm saying not stalkery, bit weird. Well, I, I think clocked- freak.
2: I think enough freak.
1: You, takes one to no one, eh, Clue? Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm being so mean to you
0: today, but I'm having fun. <laughs> 105
2: episodes. Used to it.
0: So the story continues. This actually united the 246 Nicole emailed amongst themselves. And some classic lines between them, such as, "Would the real Nicole, please stand Of up. course. Brilliant. And plotting, you know, how do we all reply to say we are the Nicole?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: spam his inbox. I'm you know, Spartacus. No,
2: I'm Spartacus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: so then they made a Facebook group. Oh. called Nicole from last night. And some of them even met up for drinks. I love it. And have become firm friends. Brilliant. <laughs> so you'd think this tale now has turned into female solidarity. Wonderful, great fun. But that was not the end of the story. Oh, God, this is brilliant. Because I need more popcorn and everything. Okay. <laughs> the Nicole. Then emerges the Nicole that had found Nietzsche so depressing that she wanted to discuss it on a night out. (laughs) (laughs) She had not received the email. (laughs) Because it wasn't her name. It It was her name. Okay. It it actually was her name. But she was on an exchange visit to Canada from Holland. And so she did not yet have a University of Calgary email address. And she had misremembered her number because she wasn't used to this new number. So, but she saw this on Facebook, this viral Nicoles from last night group, and she responded to them saying, I'm so pleased. I didn't get the beautiful email in her <laughs> words, but could you please connect me with Carlos?
2: Oh, you're joking.
0: Oh, yeah. you see? Uh-huh. So she's
2: a, she's a freak as well. So it's just <laughs> you know, two Grant, weird people here. Have connected.
1: One negative freak <laughs>
2: <laughs> here, this is what I'm seeing. I and like now they story. might breed and make more freaks. Oh. Harsh words, Very harsh. harsh wits, I know. I know.
0: He's so but I mean, I do agree. It, when I started reading this, I thought this is weird. This is stalker territory. And this is what it brings up, I think. Many security lessons that we can take from this. But one being... When does it become stalking versus just romantically pursuing someone in this age where there is so much publicly available information on people? If you have someone's name, where they're studying, where they're Mm. working, pretty easy to track people down now, or most people. So... It raises lots of questions and also potentially provides the plot of the next rom-com to emerge from Hollywood. See, the problem though then is like, say, for
1: example, I was out with a Paul and they left something behind that was important and I really need to get back to them, like medication, and then I send this email and if there were some kind
0: of weird legislation that said you can never do this. And, you know, people make great Friendships and connections, and they're able to be. But this is in stalkery, right? This, so everything turned out great on all fronts, really. Everything right? turned out well.
2: It's, I don't think it's stalkery at all. You don't? It's no. It's a little it's pushing persist- at the boundary. It's, yes, I think I. Agree he was with you, keen. Jessica. Clearly keen.
0: True. Yeah, and mm. we weren't there on that night out. It seems they got on very well, and they wanted to continue their philosophical debate. So. <laughs> Nicole, Who are we to charge? Yeah, Nicole's nattering about
2: Nietzsche. Yeah,
0: With exactly. Ubermensch,
2: Carlos, the <laughs> Superman.
0: But I want to know how he got the two hundred and forty-six names.
2: Well, that's that's the security bit, isn't it? It's yeah. like how, why was it so easy to access that information? How could, else could that information have been abused if yeah. they'd fallen into the hands of? Someone with more criminal intent, rather than someone. But who maybe was just it's a bit all weird.
1: maybe it's all open. Maybe you can, you know, maybe there's a directory at the University of Calgary that says mm. here are, you know, if you need to get in touch with anyone on our campus at their official account, here's how yeah, to do it. Maybe.
2: But maybe it shouldn't be Carol because I mean, no, Carlos, as that. far I as I know, wasn't at the university. Mm. It's not mm. like he had a. I mean, it could be That's used true. by spammers, for instance, couldn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah like fishing. Live in fishing fear. Fishing live in fear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just saying, it was a bit Daily Mail of you, to Graham, to jump to the whole stalker thing. <laughs> just a bit, a bit Pierce Morgan of you. Just want to... Just Ooh. saying. Oh,
2: there's, no, there's no greater <laughs> offence. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I've, got, I've offended you now, right before I go into Five Go on then, Carole, let's hear what you've got. Come on. <laughs> well,
1: okay, uh, now I feel a bit silly because I have a problem... A dilemma,
2: right? Oh, do you?
1: Yeah, and I, I want to know if I should feel bad about something. And I was maybe thinking you guys could give me a hand.
2: Mm. Now you want to okay?
1: <laughs> so, okay, first, I am predisposed to vouch for the underdog, just the way I'm built, right? And two, I think I'm having this dilemma because what I think and what I feel are not aligned. Ooh. Sometimes you think something and you feel something and they're not always the same, right?
0: Intriguing.
1: Okay, so here's the problem. This is all about Facebook. This is, I know you guys were hoping to get some really <laughs> juicy personal details.
2: Yes. I, I was hoping that you were out on a date with some guy called Orlando <laughs> who wanted to <laughs> speak to you about Virginia Woolf. And yeah, okay. Come on then. Let's, let's hear. What have you got? What have you got? Come on. Okay, so
1: lately, Facebook has been getting kicked really hard in the proverbial nuts. Since the Cambridge Analytica scandal last spring, Facebook keeps falling on its pimply face as it tries to dodge the media negative spotlight. I mean, just think about these headlines. I just did a little search. This is just in the last few days, maybe a week. Facebook exodus. Nearly half of young users have deleted the app from their phone in the last year. You know, eight parliaments are now demanding Zuckerberg answers for Facebook scandals. A new study finds that cutting your social media to 30 minutes a day reduces risks of depression and loneliness. Why does our company suck at having a moral compass? You've got ex-CSOs saying basically Facebook could have responded more quickly to the Russian interference. And then the big juicy piece, the New York Times. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that while while Zuckerberg's out there whimpering apologies between sips of water, (laughs) you've got the CEO, Sheryl Sandberg, doing her best to downplay the crises and even hires a firm to smear critics. And some are accusing it of fueling anti-Semitism. So it's all very gross. Mm. And just think of poor Nick Clegg, right? Ex-deputy prime minister of the UK, now Facebook's new global head of policy and communications. Now he's been asked by his new employers to conduct a review of Facebook's use of lobbying firms. Hmm, that's going to be pretty non-controversial, right? (laughs) I think you've done nothing wrong, Facebook, and thank you very much for my paycheck. But basically, you have many, many stories of unhappy Facebook users, unhappy Facebook workers, shady Facebook practices, shadier lobbying tactics, and they've connected more than 2.2 billion people. We all say they've, you know, reshaped political campaigns for the worse. Their advertising business, some might say, stinks – and along the way, they've amassed the largest ever repository of personal data. So,
2: my oh, dilemma. Right, Sarah. Uh, sorry, that was a right. big preamble. Let's find out your it? dilemma.
1: I've spent years and years attacking Facebook and its shitty security, and finally, the mass media are doing my job for me. Should I be thrilled to watch Facebook fall over? Or, and I'm not saying I feel sorry for them. But I wonder whether we're being fair and just targeting our aims so narrowly on Facebook. I mean, are they the sacrificial lamb? What about Twitter? Reddit? Google? Are they better?
2: Certainly, I don't think Facebook is the only one at fault. Uh, but Facebook has a particularly tight grip on people, doesn't it? I think if you're to speak about things like addiction yeah. and the impact it might have on your personality and your happiness, then... From my viewpoint, at least, when I see friends and family and things, it seems to be Facebook and the timeline which they're particularly addicted to. And I know there's other things. out Instagram, obviously, is part of Facebook, and that's been growing massively. And, and there are other sites as well. But um, if Facebook is feeling uncomfortable because of all this attention, then I think, well, about time. You know, it, it's they, they, there are problems there which should have been fixed long ago.
0: I think that's it. And I think, you know, you said, should you be thrilled to watch them fail and mm. be so criticized? And I think we can be pleased they are maybe being held to account for some of these practices, but it's it's a shame they've engaged with them. Like you say, they have actually connected people. Some people, you know, find it fantastic for staying in touch and meeting mm. people and having friends. And it's a shame that all of that can't just be used for good and that there is so much insidiousness with it that they do collect so much data that it's been used for political reasons that it's used for so much advertising which of course you know it's free so if you're not paying for something then you are the product but so i I think the whole thing is a bit icky you're right i agree but i do think the
1: media is at risk of seeming a little witch-hunty here
2: well, let's not forget that the media has a vested interest in this as well, because the media is being destroyed and damaged by the fact that so many people now will get their news from Facebook. That's a good point. I didn't. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Mm,
1: in some mm-hmm. cases,
2: the, uh, the web traffic even isn't going to those media news sites and it's staying on Facebook.
1: Well, all they have to do is write about Trump, right? And they can fix that. But,
2: you know, that, so, I mean, the, the media is having a t- very tough time with the Internet anyway, and Facebook is a large part of the Internet I mean, I'm not on Facebook anymore, and I can't imagine what would lure me back other than maybe the thought of joining a Friedrich Nietzsche uh, dating group on the site. <laughs>
1: You're not invited. Uh, Your uh, name's not uh, Nicole.
2: Uh, so... <laughs> a very tough entry isn't it that's what he should have done he should have just created a fa- sorry to go back to the previous story he should have just created a facebook group and only invited people called nicole maybe in he's sure. not on facebook he could have done that with a facebook ad couldn't he he'd just mm. spent 50 quid and maybe he'd have been able to locate her with the amount of information they have um but yeah i mean i i it's not fun to pick on anyone but you know what I think Facebook can handle it. It's not as though they're going to go out of business.
1: And maybe this mounting pressure is necessary to force them to change, right?
0: And I think the more they're under pressure, the more other social networking, social media sites are going to look and say, well, actually... Hmm. We don't want it to be ours next. Yeah. So basically, Facebook is tre- being treated by its competitors and the media
1: as the kind of sacrificial lamb. And I just hope that's enough, because really, what we probably need is some legislators, policymakers, think tanks, active groups to try and think about how we fix this.
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of loads and loads of legislation. I think sometimes the people in power, don't think they always have a good handle on how technology is going. And I think you can destroy some innovation. That's a really, really good point. And technology firms should be involved in it. You just imagine how long it takes to get an agreement and all the rest of it. We're working on... Also, don't even try. Well, don't no, even no try. Borders. No, no, no. What I actually believe will make a difference to Facebook is not what governments and legislators say. I think... That the way to get them to change is through their pocket. It's through the money they make. It's through advertisers. So if advertisers don't like what Facebook is doing, what it's doing to people who use the site, or how it's been abused by unpleasant groups, for instance, if we want to put it that way, then advertisers should stop using Facebook. And that and
1: they are like the they are right. Their share price oh, is plummeting for many reasons. They're even calling for Zuckerberg's head, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, and from what I've heard, a lot of advertisers are actually finding that social media advertising simply does not work very well. And some of the numbers uh, regarding how viewed their ads were, for instance, on Facebook are are massively inflated and doesn't really reflect true engagement.
1: On the Pivot podcast, Kara Schwisser. Sorry, I said her name wrong. (laughs) Kara Schwiss. I can't say her name. Swisher. Swisher. Kara. Kara Swisher. Why do you say the host? The host. (laughs) So on the Pivot podcast, they said of Mark Zuckerberg, uh, he's the CEO, he has 60%, he's an adult, and they're treating him like this sort of adult boy king who doesn't know what's going on. It's ridiculous. He knows exactly what's going on. And I think that's helped me, you know, I think, I think I'm on that yeah. side. So he's not a kid. He's, he's fucked up. And,
2: uh, and it's not just him. You know, there's a board of people at Facebook, some of whom are somewhat controversial, and have vested interests and fingers in different pies. And, uh, you know, they are there to advise him as well and, and make policy. And, you know, it, it's, it's not solely on Mark Zuckerberg's shoulders, however much influence it indeed he may have.
1: Yeah, I agree. Not a fan. Not a fan. i got a We're message for him. I've got a message for him. Mark, welcome to Dumpsville, population U. <laughs>
2: Bro, we're we're trying to increase our number of listeners at the moment. And I know that's not the way to in, in, endear anybody. He's, he's never been negative about our show <laughs> despite our content. And you join us our favorite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the week. Jessica, you have to say it too. Pick of the week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. It could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they like. It doesn't have to be security-related, necessarily. Better not be. Well, my Pick of the Week is not security-related. Excellent. It comes from the era before cybersecurity concerns and phishing. And just once again, just like last week, I'm going to go back in time. <sighs> I'm actually going to go back 50 years this time. Because November 2018 is, of course, the fiftieth anniversary. They
0: don't make cool things anymore.
2: Well, you know what, Crow? Maybe they don't.
0: <laughs> We've been to the future with Graham. Now we're going to the past. This is impressive time traveling. He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what he wants. I
2: Have you tried <laughs> meditating. Am, oh, inter- Wait, there's a link, Crow, with meditation. Oh, I am going back in the past to 1968 when the Beatles brought out their famous White Album which they composed while they were on a meditation retreat in Mm -hmm. Rishikesh in Mm -hmm. India with the Maharishi. And uh, they wrote, I don't know, 30-odd songs on that album. That album, the the only Beatles double album, has been remixed and re-released this month. And it's joined as well by the infamous Isha Demos. So what happened was when they came back from India, three of the Beatles, the ones who matter, John Paul, and George, uh, Ringo's alright But you know He wasn't a songwriter They went round To George's bungalow And they recorded On acoustic guitars All the songs Which they'd been writing In India I love how you're saying it it's like you were there And <laughs> Well you can be there because As Ringo those, Passed me a doobie <laughs> As those As Those tapes Have been dug out And have now been released So you can hear Early oh, versions cool. Of all of these Fantastic songs So as well as The original album Being remixed You've got that You've also got 50 other uh, rehearsal takes and sessions from uh, God, yeah. this yeah. fantastic album. Many of... all Much of this has never been previously released or it's only been available on bootleg. And they've remixed the stereo, so you haven't just got the vocals in one ear. It's fantastic. The drums and the bass are more to the foreground, <laughs> possibly because those are the only two Beatles that are still alive. <laughs> and so they were lobbying to have more drums and bass. But it is fantastic. It sounds like a brand new record. It's it, 50 years. Nothing has changed. This is just as relevant today. I would recommend everyone go and check out the <laughs> All special All this
1: for the very low, album. low price. Of
2: <laughs> Not that low. If you get the super deluxe exactly. edition. Well, if you get the super duper duper deluxe edition, it's going to cost you over 100 quid. I have been listening uh, on uh, Spotify. I think I've been listening to it. So I'm hoping someone's going to get this to me for Christmas because then I get... The book. You're having a laugh. I get, you get the book, you get all the CDs, yeah, you can get it, it on vinyl. Anyway, Yeah, Carol, you know what? If you were nicer, this maybe I would. The Beatles are the most underrated group oh, yeah. in history. Oh, yeah. No one's heard of them. They're you dated a girl once who hadn't heard
1: from them, and you exactly. stopped dating and her when you found out she didn't know about the Beatles. Can I you remember. blame me?
2: Can you blame me?
0: So pouring orange juice over your head is fine, but... <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you don't know the Beatles... Not a Beatles
0: fan, uh-uh. Kick her to the curb. <laughs> Swipe left or right or... Which, I don't know which one. I don't know which way. I don't know the Tinder, but.
2: The Beatles, White Album, my pick of the week. A pretty darn good one as well. Thank you very much and good night.
1: Okay, bye. <laughs> Just you and me now, Jess.
0: <laughs> See you, Greg. <right>, Finally. bye <laughs> <Bye-bye> now.
2: <laughs> Jessica, what's your pick of the week?
0: Well, so my pick of the week is... There is a slight security angle so I do apologize Carol but I will explain it's it's okay. wider than security so I travel a lot for work, and uh, constantly find I am exhausting the in-flight entertainment options. Watched, you know, there's only so many Veeps someone can watch uh, yeah. on repeat. Um, so recently, I'm flying back from Canada, the middle of the night. I can't sleep. I, I felt like I'd watched everything decent on offer.
2: You, you didn't think of listening to a security podcast or yeah, something? Yeah, uh,
0: perhaps on your, perhaps on your. I yeah, I <laughs> downloaded and listened to all of the ones. Uh, available at the time it was a very 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 long flight from Canada we just, we just looped around the world 100 a episodes couldn't cut it Graham <laughs> not quite long enough so, yep. so okay. I was moving on for something else to do and I stumbled across a film called American Animals and okay. I thought well that's an intriguing name and it right. said something about one awards of you know independent movie awards so I thought, okay I'll give it a go And it was an amazing film. I was so rewarded for my risk-taking on this name alone. It is a film that merges documentary and drama in a way that is very unusual but really works. And it tells the real story of a group of young men, university students, who plan one of the most ambitious and audacious art heists in history. real story. And so we see it dramatized. We also hear from the men involved, their parents, other people. Uh, so it's like a documentary involved. here. So it's like a mix of drama and documentary. Ooh. And it, it works so well. And it is fascinating. I was hooked. It was making me laugh. It made me cry on the plane. It made, oh. it was, you know, teeth clenching. It's because you were leaving Canada. That's why you were
1: crying. Good I word. understand. That's
0: true. That's true. But it was... <laughs> Amazing. And for once what I loved about this film, it was a heist movie that doesn't glamorize the heist. So it was I think an amazing message and told really well. And actually I bring it back to security, but it had some things in it that I just think people working in security would love. There was some great examples of social engineering in there. Obviously the importance of physical security. But for me, what stood out was the way it explores the mindset of people who are smart and they are bored. They are ambitious, but without a purpose. And cool. these, these guys that kind of wanted to make their mark on the world and subvert the status quo. So very interesting to think about in terms of the profile of some people engaging in cybercrime. Okay, I'm hooked. I'm definitely going to watch this. This yep. sounds right up my street. Also, great soundtrack. So, okay, cool. highly recommended. Cool, cool. My pick of the week.
2: If I hadn't become a computer security expert or whatever, I, I'd always fancied becoming an international art thief. And oh, uh, that's well, for real. I always thought if I could imagine myself on a, you feel boat? you know a lot about art, Graham. <laughs> I wouldn't have to curl. I, I oh you just, just go there's t- some paint, that's worth something <laughs> No, I, I would I would be horrible. I would be like the pink panther <laughs> Oh just right into galleries. This is what I imagined. Amazing. I always wanted to do that. and uh,
1: was it was it Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah. slammed down on,
2: on cords being a suspended from people, the ceiling?: A <laughs> lot of people have made the comparison, and I don't mean in terms of our height. <laughs> um, uh, there, there is a similarity. Anyway, no, it sounds well, good. it's a so film it's called, um, for you. Yeah. American Animals. American I will animals. go and check it out. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Pro, what have you got? Well, I'm choosing something, following your lead,
1: Graham, that's been around for a while, but that I didn't know anything about until it's just started blowing up again this week. So I'm to be interested in if you guys know about this. Right. So my pick of the week is that a tip it's an iphone tip that on your iphone keyboard you have a kind of mouse so by simply pressing down the any key while you scroll what's it called your cursor goes into mouse mode yeah and this works in native and non-native apps
2: yeah oh what yeah it it becomes like a trackpad you knew you knew no 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 this popped up on my twitter cuz it's been everywhere yeah. this week
1: Mine too. I was yeah. worried that, you know, by the time this show goes out Thursday,
2: everyone's going to be like, yeah, God, we're so bored about it. Yes, we know. No, it's fantastic. If no one's heard of it, this, they have to try it out because it is life-changing. Because normally when you're trying to move your cursor up and, you know, to correct a typo or something in what you've been writing, your big fat finger, curl <laughs> your know. big fat finger, specifically your big fat finger, gets in the way, doesn't it? So you can't see quite. But with this thing, this trick which we'll link to, I imagine, in the show notes. Yes, yes. If anyone needs a proper explanation, (laughs) it allows you to sort of skate around in the text so much more easily, like on a trackpad. And it's
1: been around for three years. This keyboard feature uh, was discovered recently because a Twitter user called Chrissy Bierre Davis shared her discovery on Twitter. And she has like a few thousand followers and has her own online business, but she's getting so much media attention and already she's got tweets saying, I'm on
0: the news, you know. Aww.
1: But anyway, it seems to have captured everybody, but it is so great. So I am very thankful to Chrissy Pierre-Davis. In fact, she is my pick of the week for putting out that tweet that has made my life much more enjoyable. In digital know, life, certainly. It
0: makes me wonder what other tricks and tips are out there that we just don't know about. That they're just Chrissy. not telling us. Come on, Chrissy. Yeah, Chrissy, yeah, this could be your new know. career. Ah.
2: Because, I mean, Apple, you know, they cause a stink by getting rid of Touch ID or headphone jack and things like that. But if they made more of a splash about some of these features which have already existed for a while that people aren't aware of, they bubbled them up, people would probably give them a lot more love, wouldn't they? Yeah.
0: Do do they not realise that we don't know? Do they... Does this take them by surprise when three years later we're all like, oh, you can do that? (laughs) Yeah, and they're like, no, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, didn't we tell you?
1: (sighs) Well, there you go. My pick of the week. I think we've had three excellent picks of the week this week. Thank you very much, everybody.
2: Well, on that enormous bombshell of an iPhone cool trick. We've just about wrapped up the show for this week. Uh, Jessica, I'm sure people would love to follow you on the socials. What's the best way in which they can do that?
0: Don't do it in a stalkery way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my name is not Nicole. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Jessica Barker.
2: Smashing. And you can find us on Twitter at smashinsecurity. No G, Twitter wouldn't allow us to have a G. And it's a good idea because we tweet now and again with voucher codes so that you can get special offers in on our online store. We can grab mugs and t shirts and hoodies and stickers. Super fashion for Christmas. Smashinsecurity.com. Slash store
1: if you like us please rate us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because it really really helps us and makes us feel good but it also helps other people find the show which is very cool
2: but most of all it just makes us feel loved and wanted that's really really what we want that's why we do the show fundamentally isn't it just to stop we 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 you don't you're the needy one you don't need any love? You don't needy needy any love
1: no i just enjoy it i don't need it okay <laughs>
2: Big difference. Until next time. (laughs) Cheerio. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye. And welcome back. And you join us at our favorite Tart Favorite (laughs) Tart? Stop dreaming.